Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And that's the uh, that's all we'll see of Alan Harris until next Sunday, since Monday through Friday he's doing traffic from his house. So Alan will be on the air tomorrow, but live from Alan's residence. So just uh, good to see Alan Harris here on Sundays. The easiest way to keep social distancing. It is Hardline, hour number two of the three-hour show today. Remember, at noon, the governor will be speaking, and we will be taking that live. And then 1 o'clock, Tom Bowerly, 1 to 4. All right, so we just spoke with State Senator Chris Jacobs about the moving of the special election. So it's only right that we kick off this hour speaking with Nate McMurray, his opponent. Nate, good morning. Hey, Joe, how are you? Nate, I'm doing well. How are you and the family doing? Good. Thanks for asking. We're uh, holed up in the house like everybody else, trying to keep safe. Well, that's good. Good to hear. All right, Nate. So before we get to the special election, uh, I want to know your opinion on how this has been handled by the federal government so far. Poorly. There's no other way to look at it. I'm sorry if that hurts your listeners' feelings or makes people upset, but it's the worst response in the entire world. I mean, we have zero testing. On a daily basis, the president's opinions change. Uh, one day he says we're good on ventilators. The next day he says we need to nationalize industry to make ventilators. One day he says a boat's ready. The next day he says it's going to come next week. I mean, it, it's all over the place. And because of that, you see chaos on every single letter of go- level of government. You see governors going after mayors and mayors going after other states. Um, I hope he can pull it together. I really want him to. I want to rally behind the president, too. But this is just not – it's going to get worse. Nate, let me ask you this, uh, and, and this is the same point uh, I made last hour. Uh, again, you, you and I have talked about this. Sometimes I, I don't agree with the way the president says things. Uh, I've, I've been very vocal about that, as have you. But let me ask you this. You look at – his response, take his words out of it. You see his response. He has given states their declaration um, when they've asked for it. He has sent the ship hospitals to New York, to California. Do you think his response by him and his team is better than the things that he is saying? No, I think it's a disaster. And I don't know how you could look at it otherwise. If you look at, look, at, I have family in Japan. I have, my brother works for a U.S. company in Japan. I have family in South Korea. You know my wife's from South Korea. And I talk to them on a daily basis. These are, these are tiny little economies compared to the United States. And I was talking about the coronavirus in January. Go look at my Twitter feed. I was talking about it in February when the, when the president was saying, we're not going to have any cases here. It's one person from China. Everybody has tests available. You can have a test anytime you want. We still don't have tests. I mean, this is shocking. It's, it's a fiasco, Joe. I mean, we have to face it. The president is not equipped to do this, or he just is unwilling to accept reality. 
Now, he has taken certain steps to, now to, to fix things, but it's a week or two or two months late. And I hope he can pull it together because, again, we haven't even seen close to the peak of this. And let's talk about NY27 for a second. I've noticed a lot of people saying, well, this is a New York City problem. It's never going to affect us in Erie County. It's just, it's just not true. We can hope that's the case. But NY27 is an aging population with rural hospitals that I visited many times that have very few ICU beds. We can only hope it doesn't hit here the way it hit New York City. And I, I just don't think we're ready. And if we, if we somehow dodge a bullet, we can only be thankful. It's not because we were prepared. It was because we were lucky. Nate, I mean, there's one thing you and I can agree on is I, 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 it bothers me that people are not taking it seriously. You and I do agree on that. Um, I, I wish that more people took it seriously, and I wish more people took it seriously uh, quicker than they did. You know, I kicked off the show talking about Florida and Louisiana, and it's no coincidence that those states are now seeing a spike after spring breakers in Florida and, well, Bourbon Street in Louisiana. No coincidence there, and that could easily happen here if people keep having house parties and not taking it seriously. I'm going to ask one more question as a follow-up on the president question, and then I promise I will get to the special election. Uh, The governor seems to be singing the praises of the president. Um, Do you think, are you saying the governor is wrong in his response? I think the governor understands that he has to play ball because the president said, if you're not appreciative, we're not going to even call you, which is a disgrace. It's also a disgrace that my opponent voted against COVID funding and is running these horrible commercials that cost millions of dollars that attack me, and that PolitiFact and others have said are full of lies. If you've seen those immigration commercials, go to the Internet. Objective third-party sources have said they're full of lies. He is focusing on that stuff in the middle of this, while his family, the Jacobs, let's call them out, are the only NHL franchise not to pay their employees. Drew Brees, Zion Williamson are paying employees of these franchises, and the Jacobs that have $4 billion can't? I mean, these are the true colors of these people, and Chris, if you're listening, you voted against COVID funding for sick quarantine people in the middle of a crisis. That should haunt you and disqualify you, period. All right, Nate, I, I got to ask one more question. See, you keep on bringing these things up. Do you think the president's travel ban with China was the right move early on? It wasn't early. It was slow. Okay. It was slow. It was way too slow. Let's be honest about it. Look it. Go to my Twitter feed. When he was saying this is a hoax, or he was saying this was not urgent, or we had it under control, little Nate McMurray, who can read the paper and can talk to his friends overseas, was saying, no, 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 this is serious. He's not taking this seriously. If I knew, with no intelligence briefings, with, no, with nothing, just basically me and the Internet and my friends, how could the president not have known? And for it to be spun that he's doing a good job, when we have a complete crisis in New York City, in our state, whether you think New York City is the worst place in the world or the best place in the world, it's our state. We rallied behind them in 9-11. We're not doing it now. The president has to put his ego aside and say, I'm going to help governors whether they hate me or like me. That's what a leader does. So do you think a travel ban to these affected countries should have been sooner, or was that the wrong move altogether? No, it should have been sooner. But at the okay. same, more importantly, he should have test kits ready. All right, Nate, so so special election moved to June 23rd. Uh, My first question is, how does this affect your campaign? Who knows? We don't know. 
I mean, we don't have endless money like the Jacobs do that they can spend endlessly on television advertisements, so it's going to hurt us in that respect because we have to make our money stretch longer. And no politician wants to be out asking people for money in the middle of a crisis. My entire staff is focused on outreach right now. We don't have them making calls for money. We have people calling and asking people if they need help. Uh, we've taken the computers from our offices, and we've given them to students who need computers to do distance learning. Uh, I mean, health is our priority right now. We were very happy the date was on April 28th. We were excited about April 28th because, let's be honest, the same day as the presidential primary, we're going to have a surge of Democratic voters. So we were discouraged. I called to have the date moved because I knew it was the right thing to do. I did that three weeks ago. I wrote a letter to the governor, and I said, you got to move the date. It's going to peak at that time. Again, if I knew, how come the president didn't know? So we wrote a letter about it, even though I thought it might hurt us. But my policy in politics has always been politicians come and go. I'll be gone someday. Jacobs will be gone someday. So you, when you're in this position, when you have the position, when you have the seat, you can only do the right thing and hope the rest goes with it. Hope the consequences follow. Let the consequences follow. So the date, let's talk about the date. It was great for us to have it on April 28th. That's why the GOP sued to have the date moved. Does June hurt us? I don't know. It's going to hurt us financially, but we're going to have to keep pushing forward. What do you say about your opponent having to run now two elections pretty much on the same day? He will not only be running against you, he'll be running in a primary against other Republicans. Well, let me tell everybody out there, both Beth Parlato and whoever else would be a heck of a lot better than Chris Jacobs. He is not fit to be in Congress. The way he's acted with these commercials, the way he has just blindly switched his positions to, to glorify himself and seek the seat, he's not ready for this. He should not be in office. He's a career politician. I'm glad he has to face a primary. I'm glad that he's probably not going to win that primary because nobody wants him. And the fact that the GOP leadership in New York State tried to shove him down the throats of the voters of Western New York is a joke. Uh, the people that put, picked him, they picked him for money. They know it. The leadership should be held accountable for that, just like David Bellavia said. He said this election and the choice of Jacobs should have a long-term effect on how we choose candidates in the GOP. He's right. It was done wrong. Chris Jacobs should not be a congressman. Uh, Nate, let me ask a uh... You know, I lost my train of thought, Nate. It's never a good thing during an interview. Uh, but no, I'm all, I'm all <laughs> heated up this morning. I, I, think, I think it's better to admit than just to, uh, to not admit. Nate, let me ask about the response you gave um, to the coronavirus. You did ask, you did say that the president didn't act soon enough. Don't, do you think if the president had done what his task force is doing now early on, he would have been criticized by the same people who are saying he moved a little too slow. Here's the thing. When you're in the seat, it comes with criticism, whether it's a local, local town seat or whatever seat, or even in your seat, Joe. When you're in the seat of leadership, criticism comes with the job. When I first got a job as a manager, my, my, the guy above me, my boss, said, get ready because your friends, those friends you used to work with, they're all going to make fun of you. They're all going to talk behind your back. It comes with the territory. I can't believe this man, after three years of leadership, is too worried about what the papers are going to say about him rather than to do what's right. He would have been criticized, but it was the right thing to do. He should have benchmarked what was happening in other countries. And because he hasn't done it, people are going to die. Now, Joe, just like you said, when you make a mistake, you've got to own up to it. If he said to us right now, listen, 
we could have been better, but we have to work together and pull together right now and fix this. I'm telling you, the entire country would rally behind them, including me. But when you try to restate reality or morph reality or change reality or pretend we didn't hear or see what we actually heard and saw, people start to be- not to believe in you. And when that trust is broken in a crisis, it causes more problems. I think that you, you can fight and defend the, tr- the president on a lot of things. You cannot defend him on this. He needs to come clean and say, look it, I'm going to listen to the experts. We're going to heal the health crisis first. Because if you don't heal the health crisis first, you cannot heal the economic crisis. If you do it the other way around, we're going to be in an endless cycle where none of us are ever going to get back to work. Nate, I remembered my question now. Uh, You're writing for Congress, and Congress just passed a $2 trillion stimulus bill. Was this the right move? And do you see a second stimulus coming out of Congress? They should have done more. It was the right move, but too much went to corporations. I, I don't like the fact in this country when we give billions and billions and billions of dollars to Boeing, no one bats an eye. But when we give somebody a $1,000 check to say, hey, look, at you can get through this maybe, everyone freaks out. I believe that the people in the United States are going to suffer more and more in the coming weeks. It's good. You're going to see, Joe, people are going to have a tough time even paying rent or keeping the electricity on if this goes on too much longer. We have to bail out the American people first, not these corporations. I'm for, you know me, I'm from the, from the get-go, I believe in that every American has a right to health care. That has to be guaranteed. And if you don't do that in our country, this isn't the last pandemic that we're going to face. The, the world is getting smaller and smaller. We have to figure out a way that all people have health care. That's not a Bernie Sanders thing. That's not a socialist thing. That's a public health and welfare thing, something that our country should have taken it seriously a long time ago. When all of our peers across the world can do it, there's no reason we cannot do it in the United States of America. So I think that we have to take more moves to bail out the people in our communities, because this is going to get really, really ugly. For a couple of weeks, it's going to be fun. Hey, I'm home. I'm not working. But when those checks stop coming in and people have to start getting food lines, if, that can, if, this, if this crisis continues, it is going to be devastating for the American people. Nate, one last question. You've been big on the debate that was supposed to be this week. Uh, Chris Jacobs just told us last hour uh, that he is all for a debate once we are back in campaign mode. Will you hold him to that? Yeah, he'll lose the debate, and I can't wait to do several debates. He should do multiple debates with me. He should also face Beth. He should face other people, because when you question this guy, he's going to fold. Because when you vote against COVID funding in the middle of a crisis— when your campaign is funded by Delaware North that just laid off thousands of people in the middle of a crisis and gave them nothing, when your family is the only NHL franchise not to pay its employees, you have to answer for that. When you hated Donald Trump a year ago and suddenly you say you're his best friend, you're going to have to answer for that, Chris, and I can't wait to see you on a stage. All right, Nate, I hope you and the family stay safe, keep your social distance, and I'm sure we'll be talking very much uh, before June 23rd. Hey, Joe, no matter what, whether we agree or disagree, I always appreciate you having me on. I'll see you soon. And I always appreciate you uh, coming on the show and talking with us, Nate. We'll talk soon, man. Take care. That is Nate McMurray. He is running for NY27. That special election has been moved to June 23rd. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.